What is up, listeners of podcasts out there? You are tuning in to Flex Appeal Dynasty Fantasy Football. I am Ethan Paul, joined by the one and only Jacob Tyler. Jacob, week eight in the books, man. Um, you know, halfway done with the with the regular season, playoffs looming. Your thoughts on just fantasy football this year? Your first thought when you think 2018 fantasy? Scoring, man. Scoring is outrageous this season, man. Yeah. It's, it's up there. I think it has a lot to do with the uh, the defensive rule changes and the way they're protecting the quarterbacks. Yep. And uh, the running backs. Running backs are scoring uh, scoring, at, scoring at an enormous clip. And if you win zero running back there and you manage to get some of these low-end running backs, you're probably uh, – the dividends are paying off big time. Yeah. Buck Allen, Jalen Richard, all these oh, guys, yeah. you know, these pass catchers, yeah. you know. James White. James White is a yeah. top 10 running back this year. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, for the record, you know, if you listen to last week's episode, you know that I beat Jacob head-to-head in our home dynasty league. This week, in week Uh-oh. eight, people, Edelman saved me and beat helped me, me beat uh, Adam Thomas, our, our other co-host that joins us uh, every now and then. So, Adam, I know you're listening. Suck it. All right, Jacob. Anything to add to that before I move on? Yeah, I don't. I add something to that. Ethan won by the virtue of a kicker oh. outscoring Adams' kicker, so it, it's more, uh, more, more gas in the fire. No kickers in dynasty football. Look, Get out of here. You and I are on the same page, and so is Adam. I don't like kickers. Okay, none of us like kickers. We don't want kickers in our yeah. league, but we, we we vote by majority rule. Okay, and I just play within the structure, within the confines of our league, buddy. The okay? friendly confines. I, I can't. I can't control the rules of the league. I just have to put a kicker in there just like everyone else. Okay. So I'll take the win. Cheap um, win. It's a cheap win. Hey, I'll be in the playoffs too. Win it's okay. and move on, right? <laughs> yep. Take the win and get out of there. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the trade deadline first since we're leading off with that, uh, since that's the freshest thing here. Let's start with Demarius Thomas, traded to the Texans. Um, first off, Cortland Sutton owners jumping for joy. I mean, I think this guy's going to be a beast at the, you know, at the tail end of this year and obviously moving forward. Um Sanders stays the same, I think. You know, I think it's just Sutton and Sanders show now without Demarius Thomas. You got to think, is this uh, going to turn into something for Deshaun Hamilton a little bit? I know he has been struggling with, uh, I believe it was an MCL sprain Yeah, for the beginning of the season. So maybe he's going to get factored in because we were talking about it before the season even started. You got the you got the old guard, we got Thomas and Sanders, and how soon is the new guard going to, gonna, you know, Jump on, jump out into the scene with Hamilton and Sutton. Mm-hmm. Sutton's already making a name for himself, so yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how they factor in Deshaun Hamilton into this offense. He looks the part, and if he would have been drafted by any of these other teams that yeah. needed wide receivers, the Cowboys, some of these other teams, he would have been our number one guy going into the season. You and I had him as our number one prospect before mm-hmm. the NFL draft, yep. and he he looks the part. I really mean, the does. guy is a beast. He really does. Um, and we're talking about Sutton. Sutton, Sutton, yeah, Sutton. Not Hamilton. No, now we like Hamilton yeah, yeah. too as a slot guy. Yep. My only concern there is can Case Keenum support three fantasy wide receivers week to week? I don't, I don't think so. Like, yeah, he may have some value, but this, you know, the, the rest of 2018, I'm just worried that there's not enough balls to go around. And they're trying to establish the run game over there. So yeah, Lindsey's coming on strong. Stuff Royce yeah. Freeman. So, um, but moving forward, yeah, Sutton's a, a wide receiver two probably with upside you know i, th- I think that's a fair fair yeah. analysis yeah. yeah why not i mean you basically plug him into demarius thomas's role so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's not, there's nothing better you can ask for you we were hoping 2019 was going to be the year right he, he became one of the number one guy number two guy it's it's happening now he gets another year head start yep and i, I think there's the outlook is really good for him. I, i'm liking his outlook more than uh the Corey davis's and the mike williams and all that all yeah, that stuff. oh yeah for sure i think Cor- i Cortland Sutton may end up being the best rookie wide receiver, the best class, uh, best wide receiver out of this class. And the 17 class. Well, maybe so. That's true. I mean, yeah. guys like, uh, you know, John uh, Ross and Cup. Cup's uh, in that Cup class. was in there. Yeah. yeah was, so maybe so. not. Man, it might be a little, a little bit of a reach. But 2018, you could see it happening. Yeah. I mean, Michael Gallup hasn't shown up. Uh, yeah. Christian Kirk is on a bad offense. You look at Ridley, he's buried behind Julio. So mm-hmm. um, see some flashes I can see it happen. There, Let's talk about the Texans now, real quick. You texted me the minute this trade happened and you asked me, does this affect Hopkins? Uh, I said, no, I don't think it changes. They're basically just replacing Fuller with Thomas. I mean, what, what are we thinking now with, with the Texans wide receivers? On one hand, we always say volume wins you games, and mm-hmm. volumes, volume is what makes a guy an, a, a valuable asset. And without Thomas there, I think Hopkins was, was going to be peppered with uh, with targets, mm-hmm. like at an enormous clip. With Thomas there, I think it opens up a little bit of the field for him. Less targets, but more uh, more quality targets. Yeah, more I guess efficiency. You could say. Yeah, right. more quality targets. What about uh, Kiki Kuti? I mean, 
you know, he had his flashes. Maybe with Fuller not there, he could be the number two guy in that offense as far as pass catching duties. As he, you know, I th- I think his ceiling right now is a wide receiver three in, in the NFL and yeah. in fantasy football. And I think having somebody there, it's he doesn't have to be thrown to the fire. I right. think this might long term. I think this might be good for him. Okay, so overall, you think adding Demarius Thomas to the Texans helps everyone in that offense? Yeah, I, I do. I do, especially Deshaun Watson. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he has a claim for being one of the top dynasty quarterbacks, and I think this uh, this certainly helps that uh, that stance. I'm with you there. Um, all right, let's go to Golden Tate, the next big wide receiver Eesh. that was traded. You, I, I, you don't I, like I think it? we're on the same page here. He, I don't he, like it, man. He he's he really was dependent on volume. Yeah, and he's going to an offense that everybody, pretty much everybody, you can universally agree upon. Ertz, Jeffrey, right. and Wentz. If you're in a two quarterback league, that's your only valuable assets. Right. And I think he's going to be in a uh, he's going to be in a situation where Aguilar is still going to be on the field. They they really like Jordan Matthews. I think they're obviously they're going to uh, they're going to value uh, Golden Tate a little bit more. But Aguilar's I, dead. Aguilar's I, gone. He's got to be man. Yeah. The, the value's got to be got to be gone. But with Ertz up there, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be competing for the same the same area of the field. Yeah. And obviously he trusts Ertz a lot more. Wentz does. Okay, let me spin it to you this way. The volume may not be there. By the way, he was traded to the Eagles. I didn't. We didn't yeah, mention that. We right. started talking about it. I'm sure everybody knew. Golden Tate traded to the Eagles. Uh, volume may not be there like it was in Detroit, but, I mean, he is part of a better offense, a high-flying offense. I, don't, I, would, I would not agree with that. Playmaking Ma- quarterback that can get out of the pocket and scramble compared to Stafford, statue Stafford? I, I don't mean, know, man. No, I, not, I, I don't think it? you can call it a downgrade going from the Lions to anybody, but maybe the Patriots and the Saints, maybe, and maybe the Los Angeles Rams. Right, from from a volume. And yeah. Pat, yeah, okay. I, I think he's a definite, a definite shot in his value long, okay. long term. But Golden, he is a free agent after this year. Yeah. He can go back and sign with the Lions. I, I've seen reports where there's speculation it might happen. Yeah. Well, he already tweeted, like, love you, Detroit. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's been there his whole career. You know he's never missed a game his entire career in the NFL? You know what I forgot, dude? I forgot he played for Seattle. Did he, did he not play for Seattle? I think he did. I think he did. I think he started it's like, his career there. It's one of those, man, God, he was in Seattle. Yeah. 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 I, I think you're right. That's crazy. <laughs> God, it, 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 you guys should see Ethan Paul's face right now. He's like, man. I was like, I was stunned. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, he never missed a game in his career. So I don't think he stays with the Eagles long term. For 2018, though, he definitely takes a hit. What about the uh, Lions here? Kenny Galladay time? I mean, Absolutely. This is this is the guy that's going to affect the most. Maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe It's definitely a boost for Marvin Jones Jr., but Kenny Galladay, you about to see the next step. This guy show, he showed some flashes last year, showed he could be the number one guy in, in Detroit this year, and I think the volume is about to go even up even more. I think that Love he's some Galladay. You probably got Galladay in like the last the latter part of the second round in your rookie draft yeah. last year, similar to Devontae Adams. Yeah. He was kind of a late bloomer. You know, you took a stab at him. I think you're gonna see Kenny Galladay. Uh, Gall- I think it's Galladay. I don't know. Galladay. Gall- Babytron. Let's, Baby- go yeah, let's just go Babytron. Yeah. I think you're going to see him ascend uh, at this time, uh, at draft time next year in redraft leagues. He's going to be in that like second round yep. discussion as the number one wide receiver in Detroit. Um, I don't don't think it's impossible for him to be the next Devontae Adams. The skill not set's yet. there. The, pa- yeah. the passing volume is going to be there. You know, not yet, but let's say you're going into his year three, which would be 2019, he could be that next guy. It took yep. Devontae Adams three years. You know, mm-hmm. I could see that happening. Um, let's see. Ty Montgomery traded to the Ravens. It's an odd trade, but it probably spawned from what happened in the game. Uh, I guarantee you it did. Did you hear all the reports? He told the coach, the coaches told him to take a knee yeah. and he ran it out anyway. He's like, screw you. He got well, blasted they, for it. They traded him away for like a seventh round pick, man. Basically, uh, just take him off our books. Yeah. We don't want this guy anymore. Yeah. So we don't have to cut him and, and take Dead a knock money. against the cap. Dead money. Um, yeah. I think this, the only, okay, so it obviously affects the Green Bay running backs. More volume for Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, even though it's probably still going to be a 50 50 split. I hope not. <laughs> Let's say eight to 10 touches a game that were going to Ty Montgomery, five and five are going to both the other backs. Mm-hmm. So, you take that. Um, I think this really kind of long term will affect Buck Allen in 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 Baltimore. If Ty Montgomery sticks, if they find a role for him, I think he kind of cuts into Buck Allen's bread and butter pass catching, mm-hmm. you know, gadget player type back. Um, that's about it. I don't see Ty Montgomery being really relevant moving forward, but I could see a timeshare, so to speak, between Collins, Buck Allen, and, and Montgomery. Thoughts on the Ravens? Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said there, especially regarding the Ravens. I think Montgomery can be a goal line back, and that might affect Collins a little bit because everybody likes has this mental picture, and he's this he's this finesse wire, former wide receiver playing running back. This guy, this guy can run through the tackles. He really is a physical runner, and he can, he can catch the ball really well. Um, probably the third down, 
probably so, going to be the primary third down back. So probably just forward. muddles up that. Oh yeah, yeah, that backfield. It's a three-man committee now. If Montgomery sticks, it used to be a mess of a, an offense and an okay running backs. Now the whole, entire offense is a complete mess. You don't want Flacco. You don't. You Collins is the only guy worth the own over there. I mean, John Brown John, as Smokey a depth Brown. wide receiver for yeah. you know for bye weeks and yeah, stuff. You play him yeah. in. Yeah, he's been he's been killing it this year. I think he's a, he's probably a top fourteen, top sixteen wide receiver. Yeah, he's had some he's had some big games. So. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Willie Sneed's kind of meh. Who else do they have? Uh, Crabtree. Crabtree. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're right. It's kind of the only one. I mean, there's like four tight ends there you don't know who to pick from. So, yeah. overall, I think we've been saying this since our first Stay episode. Away from it. We're avoiding the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, we were, back when we were clowning their, uh, their offseason, whenever the, tra- the free agent deadline and all that was going on, and they, they whiffed on everybody. Yeah. And we were, we were blasting them. Well, remember they signed Ryan Grant, and then he, quote-unquote, failed the physical, <laughs> yeah, and then they yeah. signed Crabtree. Yeah, and they, they offered Des Bryant that big contract. That's and right. Down. Des said no. When, when Des Bryant, who's yeah. still not in the league, turns the Ravens down, it gives you an idea of yeah. how boring that passing offense yep. is. All right. Uh, there's your three big trades as far as fantasy goes. There were some defensive players traded, but, you know, IDP league, haha, Clinton Dix moved. Uh, to the Redskins, yep. you said uh, one of the guy, Jaguars guys got traded to. Yeah, and I said his name about Fowler. Fowler. Yeah, uh, Dante Fowler. Yeah, yeah, traded to the Rams. The Rams, big so, pass rusher in the league. So, yeah. so some IDP guys there. Uh, we're not big into IDP, but you know there were some defensive players that moved. Uh, before we get going to the rest of the, the uh, show here, I just want to you know break it down for the listeners. I forgot to do this at the top. We're gonna t- we talked about the trades. We're gonna talk about some injury news next. We're gonna talk about our MVPs after eight weeks of of uh, fantasy football, uh, based on where they were supposed to be drafted, where they had them ranked, uh, to where they are now at after eight weeks. So that's coming up. And then we're going to talk about the uh, QB class of 2019. Just a little sneak preview just to start to get some names out there so you guys can get familiar with it. Uh, and then we're going to take a look at, ahead at some of the best games of Week 9. Uh, Jacob, before we get to the injury news, the QB class of 2019, not quite as strong as the one in 2018. Uh, but the reason we're doing this is just because, I mean, look, dude, we're more than halfway done. We're halfway done with the uh, NFL season. It's mm-hmm. time to start taking a sneak peek at 2019. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no thoughts there. You're yeah, just like, well, uh-huh. no, <laughs> I, I, just like, just like I, I thought you, I thought you were gonna say some more. Yeah, just like you said, uh, in comparison to last year's class, I don't think we're gonna have many, many quarterback classes that could compare to that. Man, yeah. I was just, it's, it's one of the, I don't want to say all time greats because these guys are just rookies this right. season. But in terms of uh, potential draft pedigree, yeah, yeah, this is definitely one of the top classes, and I think it rejuvenated the position because everybody's freaking out about oh the old guards about Peyton Manning's out, Tom Brady's out, are gonna be out pretty yeah. soon, Drew Brees, Brees. yeah. And who's going to be the next the next tier? Right. I think we've already seen it out of Mahomes. Baker Mayfield shown flashes. So it really is encouraging as a, as a fan of the game yeah. to see a, a an emergence of fresh blood yeah. that, that can actually do it. Because we've seen it as, as, as little as six or seven years ago where there was only really 13 to 14 teams in the NFL that had a, a decent quarterback. Right. And the, the offense, the game was just terrible. Yeah. Well, I agree, but you've seen an influx of good talent. You know, Luck, uh, Wentz, absolutely, you know, Watson, Mahomes. Yeah. Like, there's there's a nice crop of young and upcoming. Stafford's, Stafford's and, there, and Rodgers there. That's that's that that range where right the Matt Ryan, Stafford. They're going to be the old guard in about three or so years. Yeah, I agree. So uh, we're not going to have a class like last year, but we no. are going to touch on the quarterbacks of 2019. Let's go to some injury news uh, next. Um, Sean McVay says Cooper Cup may play this week versus the Saints. It's at New Orleans, uh, probably the game of the week. Um, he said that Cup could have played last week if it were a playoff game. So, um, yeah. oh, <laughs> you could have just told me, dude. You could have just jumped in there. Uh, Jacob wants me to remind all the listeners real quick before we get on the injury news, rewind uh, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Flex Appeal Show. There you go. People. He's off tonight, folks. I'm Sorry. off. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Jacob's literally sitting five feet in front of me, and instead of talking into the mic and saying, hey, folks, follow us on Twitter. Welcome he, to 2018. He shoots me a text. <laughs> he texts me and says, Twitter. And I, it took me a while. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? At <laughs> uh, Flex Appeal Show, people. Get in touch with us there. Message us. Ask us questions. Trade questions. Sit, start questions. Whatever. Rate us. Rate us. Um, yeah, Give whatever. Us whatever you want to talk about. Hey, if you have ideas for the show, too, we're open. Nicknames mm-hmm. for the show. Nicknames for us. I mean, if you want us to be more like Jim Rome, let us no i mean we don't we don't care this is this is your show listeners so at flex appeal show on twitter back to cooper cup there it is. does go. he play this sunday against the saints i don't think so man i think they're thinking long term they don't 
they don't need a win. They really don't need to win this game. Obviously, home field might come down to this. This mm-hmm. is an important game in that aspect. But they're going to make the playoffs. They just want to go in full, fully healthy. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a hostile environment, man. I know. I know it's it, it's cheap to say, but Brett Favre even said it on Sirius XM NFL Radio today that uh, it's sometimes it's really good to lose a game to find out who you really are. Yeah, and I, it, they're going to lose a game eventually. And I don't think they're that 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 reasoning is why I don't think they rush cut back. Yeah. He's he's a nice young player. There's yeah. no, I mean, it's not like uh, you know he's an aging veteran who's you know who's they're like okay we can cut him next mm-hmm. year or whatever. This is I mean the, the, he's he's one of their building blocks for the future. So and it's I'm, a knee injury, correct? Yeah, it was a so sprained you don't, MCL. You don't rush that. It was a sprained MCL. That's been he's missed two games. Yep. He's 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 done his rehab. McVay had everything great to say about him. Let's see if he practices yeah. this week. Uh, if he doesn't go, Josh. Reynolds caught two touchdowns yep. last week. Yep. Okay, against the Packers, the Saints secondary is not very good. We saw Thielen and Diggs tear him up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you start Josh Reynolds in Week Nine against the Saints in a potential shootout? Yeah, you, you got Eli Apple on one guy, and you can have Marshawn Lattimore on the other. The third cornerback on there was that is that Crowley? Is that PJ Williams yeah, guy? Yeah, PJ Williams. Got burned. He, yeah, he's 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 not the most reliable tacker, no. tackler on the team. No. So the number three does have some intrigue, intriguing right. value, yeah. especially daily fantasy. Daily fantasy plug. There. Oh yeah, for sure. You, you might as well take a flyer value. on him. If Cup's yeah. in, you start in Cup yeah, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, for, sure, for sure. But Reynolds might be worth a look. Look at the Saints cornerbacks, people, and and take a look at what the third wide receivers are yeah. doing against the Saints. Look what Thielen did last week out of the slot. If Reynolds is in that slot position, mm-hmm. um, you know, could be worth a look. And another um, reason why not to rush him back. I mean, it's not like you're the Eagles where if Jeffrey goes down, then your entire offense is complete, complete shithole. Right, you know? right, right. You got other guys that could take take the uh, the next step. And, yeah, I mean, you got Cooks Robert Woods, Gurley Cooks. That's very good running back. Uh, wide receivers, and like you said, the tight ends, they don't have tight ends over there. Cooper Cup's basically their tight end. Yeah. Well, they have tight ends. McVay just doesn't like yeah, using them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one knock against McVay. Higby and uh, it was Everett. Everett. Yeah, he Everett. got a big catch last week, but you know, there's, they don't really use them. They don't <laughs> incorporate them. He, he got a big catch last week. He doesn't scheme them open like he does his other skill position yes. players. But in yeah. his defense, I mean, Goff's only throwing it what twenty eight times a game, and there's four guys you know that he likes to throw mm-hmm. to Gurley and the three wide receivers. Can we talk about how amazing? Todd Gurley is Ugh. like the dude's basically a cheat code, yeah. not only in fantasy football in the NFL. In real life, like I mean, the guy, the guy literally took a dive at the end of the game to not score a touchdown, <laughs> and he still got you like thirty-two yeah. points in PPR, yeah. whatever he scored you. I mean, the guy's a league winner two years in a row now. You know, oh, hell, his rookie year down the stretch, he was a league winner, mm-hmm. and then this is two years in a row now. He's going to finish as the number one back in PPR, mm-hmm. barring injury. I think it's time to submit Gurley as the number one uh, dynasty running back. I'm there for it. I was yeah. there at the end of last year. I I'm thought, there. okay, this may be kind of fluky, yeah. but after watching McVay, look, Gurley's the man. So um, I'm yep. with you there. Let's talk about a running back that is not like Gurley. Let's talk about a running back that's on the exact opposite end of the of the spectrum oh, compared boy. to Gurley. Okay? Adam, Adam, Adam Thomas. Adam Thomas, ready. listen up. Your ears are perking up. Ronald Jones. Oh. Rojo. <laughs> Not only was he not active the first, what, quarter of the season, not only was he ineffective, not only is he averaging like less than two yards a carry in his NFL career so far, but now he has a dreaded hamstring injury. The hammy. Expected to miss a few weeks. It's a lost season for Ronald Jones. Hey, man, give him a little credit. He got a touchdown. Was it two weeks ago, last week? Yeah, and he had like 14 carries for, for seven yards. I mean, look. Yeah, it's bad. I'm shaking my head right yeah, now. You guys can't to say. see it, but I'm shaking my head. There's nothing to say. Ronald Jones, that, <sighs> if you drafted Ronald Jones in the top 10 last year, I don't want to say it, but I'll say it. I told you so. Don't do it. The guy's not going to be good, Adam Thomas. All right? I'm pulling the plug. To, in, in Adam Thomas's defense, not only did he kind of back off with his stance about how valuable and how good he was, mm-hmm. he fell to him. And it was one of those deals like, I have to draft him. Yeah, there was no other running back yeah, off on the table. I have to draft him. I need a running back. Marshall hey, Lance, my number two. Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines, yeah. Could have grabbed Hines. Philip Lindsay. No, not right there. Not, not a not right 10 there, overall, yeah. right. That would have been a bold move. We would have praised him for that. Oh, if we would have taken Philip Lindsay, yeah. we would have laughed him out of the room, yeah. okay? Yeah. Philip Lindsay went undrafted in our dynasty league, yeah, a five-round rookie draft. That's sure how did. under the radar Philip Lindsay was. I don't know if that says anything about our league, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Well, that's like the one guy we've missed. Yeah. You know, Josh Adams went undrafted, I think. Yeah. 
but uh, but it's pretty pretty good uh, mm-hmm. league. Ronald Jones, bottom line, out um, expected a week of uh, miss a few weeks. I don't think it matters even if he's in the game because the the, the Buccaneers are throwing the ball oh, yeah. more than any team in the league. Yeah, they're down. Great, their, their defense is the worst in the league. It's an air raid offense, basically. Right, right. So it doesn't matter for this year, but still, you'd like to see him on the field. It's kind of like Rashard Penny. You'd like to see these guys on the field at least contributing something, showing the coaches something. So in 2019, they have a shot to compete for the starting job. Uh, not good news for Ronald Jones. No. Chris Thompson has a new rib injury. This guy has been banged up. He was banged up three weeks ago in the Saints game. He missed the last two, came back, banged up his ribs again. Nothing's broken, but uh, something to monitor there, whether or not he practices or not. I think the more uh, cause for concern for me, for Chris Thompson, is the fact that Adrian Peterson looks like he's a 28-year-old workhorse again. Uh, any concern for Chris Thompson in the, down the stretch here for the last eight weeks of the uh, 2018 season. I'll get to that in a second. First of all, I want to give two thumbs down to the 2018 running back class. What an epic failure that, that class is being right now mm-hmm. with some of the high-profile guys. And I want to give two middle fingers to Jay Gruden for allowing Alex Smith to throw medical hospital balls to Chris Thompson for a two-point conversion uh-huh. when the game was completely out of reach uh-huh. on Monday Night Football. Uh-huh. And also Jamison Crowder's out because of that game, yeah. late in the game. Medical balls, late in the game. <laughs> Major disappointment. The dude's, uh-huh. dude's a complete fool. So you're telling me that two Grudens in the NFL are complete asshats? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was it, it's, I was, I mean, I'm use this, I never use this word on the, on the, on the show. I was flabbergasted. Oh. That Chris Thompson was in the game after being injured uh-huh. that late in the game. Right. And why run a two point conversion there? Right. What right. do you, it was a blowout. It was like 49 to 10. Oh my God. All right, I'm off. That's my rant. All right. So Chris Thompson, watch him this week in practice. Oh. I'd almost rather, as a Chris Thompson owner, sit him down. Don't play him well, this week. Let him get fully healthy. This is the week healthy. you want him, though. This is the worst pass, the, uh, pass running back reception. Uh, you know, I'm going with this. Uh, uh, defense Atl- against the pass. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. With running backs. Atlanta. 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 Oh, you they, want they, him to play. They bleed points yeah. to the running back out of the, out, and out guess, of the backfield. guess who has some shares in Adrian Peterson, baby? <laughs> yep, you do. Let's do it. I think <laughs> Peterson's going to have a good day. Uh, if Chris Thompson goes, you could probably start him, given that matchup. But, yeah, man, it's both. disappointing. He's got two rib injuries in the last three weeks, basically. Yep. The guy's not 100%. Nope. And then the news of the day, the news of the week, nay, the news of the year, Ryan Fitzmagic gets the start for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, <laughs> you know my opinion on, uh, what's his face on crab legs, Jameis Winston. Yeah, Jameis. Okay. Yeah. The guy has an IQ of about this pencil. Okay. It's given, it's given, uh, giving him a little bit of, that, little bit of that's giving him a lot of credit. Okay. Yeah. The guy has to be the stupidest quarterback in the league. IQ wise. Yeah. Eating the W, stealing crab legs from a grocery store. A... I mean, the guy just doesn't seem to the get Uber. it. The Uber, well, I mean, well, allegedly. Look, okay, you can't have a franchise. You can't. You have thirty-two teams in NFL, uh-huh, uh-huh. and you can't have a guy like that leading your franchise. A quarterback leads your franchise. You can't. I know. It's. It has nothing to do with where he played football at college. It's, it's the way he carries himself. Yep. He's not a leader. Yep. And he's also not very good on the football field too. Right. So Cam there's Newton, that. Cam Newton's a leader. Right. I don't like some of his antics. I think no. that has a lot to do where he played college with Cam Newton for me personally. Right. But I, I, I like the way he plays. I like the way he plays the game, man. He, well, he, he, he's a little moody at times, but he he wills his team to yeah. touchdowns. The I mean, dude's you know, an absolute right. competitor, man. Jameis Winston, when the, the going gets tough, he throws yeah. it to the other team. Yep. So now it's an issue of on the field performance. You can ignore some off field, off the field stuff if he's winning ball games, making great throws, whatever. Now he's sucking it up on the field. Four yep. interceptions last week. Got benched. Yep. He had nine points in our in our fantasy league uh, through two quarters and ten minutes. Yeah, Fitzmagic comes in with two minutes left in the third. It's like twenty four points. Ends up with twenty five points yeah. in, in a quarter and and, and two Mr. minutes. Mr. Harvard. Yeah. Um, so Fitzmagic time again in Tampa Bay. I think this is good news for Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans. Oh yeah. I mean, the bombs they, away. They said he's scoring. Uh, I think six more points uh, in PPR. Mike Evans is. On a, on, a, on a game base per game basis with Ryan Fitz, uh, Fitz, Fitz, Fitzpatrick, which is crazy because Winston was peppering him with targets, yeah. but now he's getting used down the field, not quality you know, targets. Right, they're, we talked they're, about that with Hopkins earlier. Big play, right? It's yeah. not just like you know ten yard comebacks yeah. and slants because the quarterback stinks, like yeah. Winston and, and and these quarterbacks with the Texans yeah. that Hopkins are using. Now it's down the field, twenty yard dig routes, post routes, go routes. I mean, these are big play balls that Fitzpatrick is yep. throwing to him. So, yep, I'm with you there. All right. Eight weeks are gone, man. Uh, the season is flying by. 
Let's talk about some MVP candidates for us personally, like the fantasy MVPs. The flex appeal f- the, MVPs of the, the, of the season. So flex far. appeal MVPs. I like that. Yeah. We'll get that branded. All right, it's flex a, appeal MVPs. Obviously, this is a no-brainer, okay? This wide receiver was ranked 14th from fantasypros.com going into the season, okay, preseason. This wide receiver was the number two, quote-unquote, wide receiver on his own team. This wide receiver is also a white guy that was undrafted out of some no-name college in Minnesota. Minnesota? Adam Thielen. Yeah, I think everybody saw where you're going with that one. Hey, he's the number one wide receiver <laughs> in fantasy football right now through By eight weeks. By large margin, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By thirty, he's thirty-five points higher. He has thirty-five po- more points scored than any wide receiver in the game yep. right now. Um, this is a no-brainer. He's your fantasy MVP. If you have this guy, you were not expecting this production. MVP, no doubt, no doubt about it. Diggs is uh, taking a little bit of a back seat to him. Yeah, but he's still he's, he's a respect- respectable uh, wide receiver in his own right. Yeah, especially in fantasy. And he had a big game. Both of them had huge games yeah. against the Saints. They, they, like, they both like they're both year. producing. Yeah, you know, I think people probably thought Diggs would be the one that would blow up. Thielen would be the constant, steady. Yeah. You know, but it's kind of reversed. Thielen's the playmaker. Thielen's getting touchdowns. Thielen, you know, um, who's another guy you like as an MVP wide receiver wise? Let's go through some wide receivers. It's one of the guys I was talking about before the season. Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. I got him in every single league I was in in redraft leagues. Uh-huh. Never got my hands on him in a dynasty, but I'm, I'm, I was. Big, big, big proponent of him, especially moving to the slot. So yeah, Manuel Sanders, like uh, like Ethan mentioned with with Adam Thielen, Sanders was ranked on uh, the preseason wide receiver twenty seven. Yeah. He's he's continuously been drafted or underdrafted behind Demarius Thomas over the past three to four years, and he's outproduced him or was right even with him. Yeah, so right. he's he's been underappreciated for a very long time, and I think everybody's starting to see it. Wide receiver six on the season, yep. higher than Antonio Brown, AJ Green, Mike Evans. Yeah. Manuel Sanders, my runner-up to the MVP of the 2018 <laughs> season. Yeah, I like Sanders. Good call there. And how about a long shot MVP next? Oof. Tyler Boyd. Yeah. He's yeah. A, he's the wide receiver 12. If you're in a 12-man league, he's a wide receiver 1. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's a, he has more points than Juju Smith-Schuster, more points than Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. What was he ranked preseason by FantasyPros.com? Give you three digits, baby. One, zero, Two. He was the 102nd ranked wide receiver coming wow. into the season. He's 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 wide receiver number 12 after eight yep. weeks. Yep. And AJ Green was in a walking boot today. Yep. More targets for Tyler Boyd incoming. Yep. And it's it's only going to get better, man. I, it, this is his second season. Am I? Am I? It's his third. third. So it's this his is third. it. This is the magical third yep. season. Yep. Just like everybody likes to talk about. Just like we talk about every now and then on the show. Mm-hmm. Season three. He did, not, he did nothing his up. rookie year. Somebody in a home league dropped him yep. going into year two. Yep. I think he spent most of the year last year on the waiver wire because yep. nobody besides got, Green and LaFell were seeing targets. Yep. And you got sniped uh, in the rookie yep. slash veterans draft. It was like right before yep. you. Four you picks think, before me, three or four picks before me. Somebody drafted Tyler Boyd, and I was yep. like, damn. And then you look at You were on the can while it happened. I was, I was literally taking a dump, <laughs> and somebody posted, Tyler Boyd is my selection. And I was I was disappointed. I mean, sorry, it was probably sorry the most, for that graphic information. It was probably the most disappointing shit I've ever taken. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you. All right, let's go to some running backs. Um, now there was no preseason ranking for this guy. I didn't even dig deep on the preseason ranking for this guy because the timing was a bit different. Le'Veon Bell was still drafted, you know, as a top four mm-hmm. running back in most redraft leagues. In dynasty, he was supposed to be the guy. James Conner is the running back four right now, mm-hmm. the fourth best running back in fantasy points. He's higher than Hunt, Gordon, and Elliott on the list here of of points scored through eight weeks. I mean, look, we knew he'd be a viable starter with Bell not in there. I don't think anybody saw, you know, running back four through eight weeks of the year. No, especially with Juju there becoming a big factor in that offense. Antonio Brown's still there. Then you got the tight ends. You got Jesse James, Vance McDonald. It's it's it's, it's insane. I saw, Nobody saw this coming. I saw a note uh, on NFL Network today. James Conner actually has more yards and more touchdowns than Le'Veon Bell did last year through eight weeks. Wow. Yeah. Like, he's actually on a better wow. Yeah, on a better pace this year to, to outscore what Le'Veon Bell did last year. He's so. losing all his leverage. Oh, yeah, for sure. Your leverage shot when your backup is doing just as good as you. He should be back soon, right? He has to come back for Bell? his six weeks. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's one note that we uh, we didn't talk about on the on the, the trade deadline is that Bell didn't report today at 1 o'clock. Yeah. So he could not – he cannot – he couldn't be traded, yeah, obviously. because he's not signed. So – we're going to see how it goes, man. Uh, yeah, they, he probably shows up tomorrow. I mean, he has to. He has to I show think up. You have place. to show up by 1 p.m. on Tuesday to be. There you uh, go. There I you think, go. I, so I think this week's out of the picture. Yeah. And I think that was always the case. It was always going to be a week nine or 10. Yeah. So. so should be back. Let's see how they play it. I mean, I could see them running Connor and then putting Bell in the flex. <laughs> you know, it was in, worst in case the slot, scenario today. In the slot. In yeah. the slot. 
today was worst case scenario for you, Connor and Bell owners. Like yeah, you wanted you wanted one of those guys to be on another team. Right, right. And now Bell. you're just gonna have not only you're gonna have a wide receiver, uh, running back one on one team, running back one on another team. You're gonna have an uncertain situation. Right. All in the same. Who team. to start? You better hope they get it figured out by week 13 or oh, 14, man. wherever they play. That's gonna be a mess. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yep. All right. Uh, James White was ranked 38th in the preseason rankings from FantasyBros.com. He's the RB5 right now. Now, I know Burkhead's out, Jeremy Hill's out, Michelle is down right now. But even with all those guys in, James White was still catching balls. Mm -hmm. He's a PPR monster. He's the fifth highest scoring running back through eight weeks this week. Are you shocked? No, I'm no. not. I'm really not because of the situation that, that kind of presented itself Yeah, with, uh, with Burkhead being hurt and Jeremy Hill, even though Jeremy Hill was probably never going to be that big of a factor as much as I wanted him to be mm -hmm. as a former owner. And, uh, yeah, even with Sonny Michelle, I think James White's still going to be a running back one. Maybe not the volume and the, the Maybe points. not RB5. Yeah, but he's still going to be a reliable guy yeah. that's going to get you 13 to 14 points a game. And that's what more can you ask for. Yep. And if you, if you bought low at the beginning of the season on this guy, yeah. you're probably riding high on And you probably did buy low because yeah. the Sonny Michelle yeah. train was rolling. They had yeah. Jeremy Hill. Burkhead, Burkhead was getting a ton of love. Yeah. James White looked like he might not even make the roster. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, he's RB5. Yep. So... That goes to show you, in Dynasty people, you need to hold running backs like they are gold. Yep. You just never know. I mean, you held Jeremy Hill for a couple years. You never know. If he doesn't tear his ACL, he may be, yeah, getting, you never really you know, know. He may be getting the goal line looks right mm -hmm. here, so you never know. Um, and then we mentioned this guy earlier, Philip Lindsay. He's the 16th uh, highest scoring running back, so he's RB16, uh, you know, high-end RB2, basically, with some, with some burst. He was 90th ranked in the preseason. I think what's more shocking here is Royce Freeman was supposed to be the guy with, with uh, Booker as the handcuff. Mm -hmm. Lindsay was, was a nobody. He went undrafted in most people's rookie leagues. He went undrafted in the NFL draft. Philip Lindsay is a high-end mm -hmm. RB2. If you have Philip Lindsay, I mean, that's that's yeah, one of your MVPs in the league. Uh, props on, if you got your hands on that guy. Yeah, that's I've, one of yeah. your MVPs in your roster. Our very own Ethan Paul drafted Royce Freeman. Where, yeah. where did you draft him? Uh, number three overall. Third overall. Yeah. Ouch. Mm -hmm. That's rough. Yeah, he's not looking <laughs> good, and now he has a high ankle sprain. Um, and the Lindsay kid, I actually laughed at the guy in our league who who draft who um, who picked him up on on the free agent. It's like sixty percent of his budget. On yeah, he spent him. like more. he spent like fifty five dollars out of a hundred or something on our on his of his fab. And I remember like texting you. I was like, "Who's this Philip Lindsay what kid? And idiot. why did he just? Yeah, I was like, "What did he? What did he just <laughs> spend his money on? What's he thinking? Yeah, jokes on us. Yeah, jokes on us. Um, all right, before we get to tight end and quarterback, just want to give another shout out to our Twitter handle. At Flex Appeal Show. There you go. Good At job, buddy. Flex Appeal <laughs> Show. Common spelling. Two P's. E A L. That's how you spell appeal, people. Right? I think that's how you spell it. <laughs> Even down in Louisiana. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so let's see. Tight ends here. Now, there's not a lot of, of good things at tight end this year. For the second year in a row, maybe even third, tight end is kind of a wasteland of, uh, you know, after the big two or three, it's just kind of blah. But how about Eric Ebron? Tight end three this year. He has like seven touchdowns in eight weeks. He's, he was ranked 19th in the preseason. He was a low-end tight end, two. What's he going to do with mm -hmm. Jack Doyle and, and Andrew Luck? The guys, the, the red zone monster there, and Luck likes going to him, uh, tight end, three. See, I have, I have a problem with that. With Jack Doyle back, his, his volume dropped tremendously. Mm -hmm. He did get the touchdown to kind of salvage his game, but I think we're going to see a, a, a gradual, maybe even definite decline in his volume. Yeah, I can see that, but the touchdown upside's still there, and Definitely, out of a tight yeah. end spot, if you punted your tight end, if you're not, if you're weak at tight mm -hmm. end in a dynasty, you know why not play the touchdown upside yeah. guy? Plus, Jack Doyle had some major issues with his injuries this year. They weren't like oh, a sprained big toe or something. It was right. it was some serious injuries. Um, you know, hip stuff, and uh, that's tough for a tight end. Look, Ebron has the athletic uh, athleticism. Andrew Luck is uh, te tearing it up through eight weeks. And like I said, there's worse tight ends out there than than Eric Ebron. Yeah, no doubt, especially at the uh, the wasteland that position uh, yeah. that position is. If I'm you can get a, I, if you chance on Ebron, he's tight end eight. That's that's right, good. Right, and and to be honest with you, you know, tight end three, he might have won you a couple of matchups in your first mm -hmm. eight weeks, and mm -hmm. then you, you're like, okay, even if he fa if even if he falls off down the stretch here, at least you can think, all right, he got me a couple wins. He was part of my playoff push, you know, whatever. All right, I'm gonna turn off my microphone. And I'm gonna let you take the next tight end because this is your guy. This is a this is a my guy. I'm unplugging. Let's turn out turn down the lights, baby. It's George Kittle time. It's the George Kittle hour. Boo. My guy, tight end four, ranked 13 at the preseason. My guy, George Kittle. I texted Ethan Paul and Adam, uh, Ethan Paul and Adam Thomas, a little video breaking down his his superb route running and run blocking ability. Mm -hmm. 
They didn't watch it. They make they made fun of me, called me, said I was roster baiting. Man, this guy's this guy's an absolute stud, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's a treat to watch him play the game of football. I know, and I like him, and he's really good. Trust me, I'm right there with you. I just I want to pump the brakes. Okay, if the tight end if the tight end group wasn't so bad, okay, let's just say if we had average fantasy production from tight ends, okay, like mm-hmm. we do with some wide receivers on, kid would be like nine or ten. I, I just don't think you he's can't. A, you have to rub some salt in the wound. You can't. You can't praise him. You can't I, give him any. any no, credit. I'm praising him. He's no. putting up the numbers, even without Garoppolo. Yeah. He's putting up the numbers. I'm with you. I just don't think he's like a, a superb. You know, he's not like a freak athlete, like a Gronk he is a freak or a Kelsey. He's no, one. Of the, he's in the top percentile of, of almost any tight end ever it. drafted in the NFL. Ugh. Spark. NFL Combine, dude's a superb athlete. Maybe he just looks boring. Maybe he's just like a like a sexier Jack Doyle to me. I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't. I don't know. Maybe he's the West Coast. Maybe I don't watch him a lot. Maybe I don't know. That's why. Maybe, maybe I need to watch your highlight clips. Maybe it's because freaking C.J. Beathard is the quarterback right now in San mm-hmm. Francisco, and he's still tearing it up. Could be. That might be why. Well, regardless of our thoughts, Kittle MVP for whoever owns him in Dynasty. He's the tight end four. All right, quarterback. Number one in my heart. Number one in, in Jacob Tyler's heart. Quarterbacks are easy. We're going to do the top three quarterbacks this year through eight weeks. Not Brady, yep. not Rothless, uh, not Rodgers, not Breeze, not Wilson. Three young bucks. Yeah. Mahomes, quarterback one, ranked 15 going into the preseason by FantasyPros.com. He's making a case for the number one dynasty quarterback asset. We touched on it last week. Uh, Clear-cut QB1 this year. Thoughts on Mahomes. We don't have to spend too much time on him. Yeah, How about not, this? Not Let's do it like this. Yeah. Let's do it like this. Mahomes, Luck, and Goff, quarterback yeah. one, two, and three yeah. here. They're three of my MVPs. Which one do you want on your team? On, oh, on Mahomes, your Mahomes, and I'm a Luck owner. Yeah. Mahomes has the clearest outlook to be one of the top top assets entire, in, in the entire dynasty community. Right. Mahomes is not only our MVP, but he's probably going to be – he's the definite front runner right now for MV, yeah, NFL he, MVP. He's, he has like 25 yeah, touchdowns through eight games. It's insane. He's, yeah. he's the perfect quarterback in a perfect perfect system with the perfect weapons. Right. It's like everything's working out for that situation. Right. Do you have to watch out for Ty, uh, Tyreek Hill with a groin injury? That may slow him down. You know what that means? What? Sammy Watkins, baby. Ugh. Let's do it. Next, Andrew Luck, uh, my uh, comeback player of the NFL. Yeah, this season. Andrew Luck's the second highest quarterback yeah. in, in in fantasy yeah. this year through uh, eight weeks. Andrew. He was the ninth quarterback in preseason, which was probably yep. higher. The fantasy pros probably had him higher than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he was going undrafted in some redraft leagues, late-round flyer type guy. Yep. He's tearing it up, man. He's throwing touchdowns. Yep. I know it's not flashy. He's not going deep to, to T.Y. Hilton a lot. Man. But he's throwing touchdowns. He's efficient. So who's he throwing touchdowns to? Allie Mo Cox, man. All three of his tight ends caught a touchdown this week. Yep. Mo Cox, Doyle, and Ebron. Garbage guys, man. Now he's got Doyle back. Ebron's a good guy. T.Y. Hilton's back. Yep. He's been putting up these numbers without his best two guys yeah. on the team. He's, he's been throwing to Pascal yeah. and uh, yeah, Pascal. and Chester Rogers, yeah. some of these guys. Yeah. It's like, who? Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, I think everybody kind of jumped the gun a little bit, saying this is the end of Andrew Luck. I think I still think he's at least, at worst, the number two dynasty quarterback. Yeah, I really do. I think that he's if if you're playing in six point pass and touchdown leagues, that's going to be five straight weeks where he scored at least thirty points. Right. I mean, what more can you ask? Yeah. Right. Right. The floor is definitely high this year for sure. And I think, look, we know he's he's got the brains, he's got the toughness, he's got the offensive coordinator with or right. the head coach that's right. that's going to fit his needs. Right. So, yeah. uh, barring setbacks with his shoulder, like assuming his shoulder keeps yeah. getting better, maybe in this off season it gets stronger and mm-hmm. the deep ball starts coming back in 2018. I'm right there with you, Jared Goff. QB three this year through That's eight games, me. you know, and and I, I own golf and I've started him every week this year. the The ceiling is not quite as high as some of these other two, but the floor has been mm-hmm. there every week. He's only had one quote unquote bad week with like ten points, but he's been above twenty every week. That's what has him at, as a third quarterback. He's avoiding the bad weeks. His floor is there. Um, I mean, he was a middling QB two going into the year. Yeah. He's the third overall quarterback after eight weeks. I think it speaks volumes that he's the third ranked quarterback on the season. Mm-hmm. When everybody else probably in the top seven or eight, the offense runs through them, and for him and his team, the offense runs through Gurley, and he's still quarterback three. That speaks yeah. volumes yeah. of how efficient he's being. And look, and look, last year with McVay, the first year, I thought, okay, this is great. He can be a game manager. He can get the ball out mm-hmm. to the playmakers. This year, if you watch the games. He's throwing dimes, oh, dude. dude. He's putting he's putting throws right on the he's money. He's dropping them in buckets, right. front, like through windows. Like man. he actually looks like it's year three for him. Yep. So you know he actually looks like he's putting it all together himself, not just the yep. benefit of the play calling. Yep. So there's your MVPs uh, for your quarterbacks: Mahomes, Luck, and Golf. 
All right, people, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys, it's time to get off the sidelines and get into the game. You should be betting on mybookie.com. You can bet the spreads, pick the winners, play parlays, and more. You can bet on more than just football, basketball, hockey, and huge UFC fights like the one this weekend between Cormier and Lewis. Mybookie.com is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. People, they have been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Right now, you can log on to mybookie.com, use the promo code FLEX, F-L-E-X, and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. After Sunday's kickoff, you can kiss that bonus goodbye. Mm -hmm. So get it now while it's hot. Promo code FLEX, F-L-E-X. You play, you win, you get paid. Jacob? We did it last week like this, yeah. coming out of this this ad. Your bet, your favorite to be the top quarterback in the 2019 class. Let's go. B- based strictly on measurables and ways performed, it's probably going to be Justin Herbert. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. right there with you. Yeah. That's the Oregon kid. Yep. He's 6'6", 233. It's a big, tall kid. Yep. Uh, he, surprisingly, he's not like a Mariota type coming out of Oregon. Right. He's not a runner. He's he's a, you know. He can run. He, he kind of remo- reminds me a little bit of a, well, the comparison's kind of kind of odd to say, but Jared Stidham is a very fair comparison. The way he, he's mobile and the stature that he, he has. Yeah, I get that, but he's not maybe like a run. Well, Mariota wouldn't run first, but Mariota could like you know use his oh, legs, yeah, like sure. get up and go. Yeah, these guys aren't runners per se. They're not natural runners. They can move, right. but they're not you know. All I right. think Justin Herbert is the. Uh, and before we get too deep in the quarterbacks here, let's let's preface this by saying we're not going to give you guys numbers. We're not going to dig too deep. We just want to throw out some of the names in the 2019 quarterback class here. We have to see how these guys perform in big moments, in playoff games, in championship games. You know, I want to see a full spread and everything that you, you can know about these guys before I make my decision on who to draft in the rookie draft. We're just throwing some names out here, trying to get you thinking about who the top guys are going to be. We have four names right here, Jacob, and I'm pretty sure all four of these guys are going to be first-round draft picks in the NFL draft. Um, so I just want to set, like, that's what we're going off of uh, for the for the listeners for this show. We're not digging too deep. We're just getting you familiar with the names. Justin Herbert, Oregon, that's probably our consensus number one guy mm-hmm. right now after eight weeks of the 2018 season. Uh, but this is obviously going to change. This next guy I'm not too, too familiar with because I have to admit I'm not watching a lot of NC State games. Ryan Finley, 6'4", 212. Um, have you watched much of him yet? I mean, we haven't really dug deep into the tape on these guys. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Clemson game, and that was uh, yeah. a shellacking. Yeah. So, no, I didn't watch much of uh, NC State. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. The comparisons he's drawing, if you read about him, is like the, like the Mitch Trubisky, you know, kind of a late bloomer, has all the physical tools, but he's on a bad team in college. I don't know. Um, any thoughts on Ryan Finley or wait-and-see approach with him? It's definitely a wait-and-see approach for this guy. Yeah, and the bad news about these guys, like this guy in NC State, you're not going to see him get to play in many big games. You know, he's not going to be in the ACC championship game. You know what I mean? It's, you're going to have to kind of – use the eyeball test with the, with the metrics and the measurables and say, well, I know we didn't have a huge sample size of big performances at NC State, but, you know, kind of like we did with Trubisky or, mm-hmm. you know, even Jared Goff, some of these guys, you know, do you agree? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, SEC guys up on deck, you want to take this one? Yeah, Drew Locke, Missouri. He's uh, one of the front runners to be SEC Offensive Player of the Year. Obviously, it's probably going to go to Tua Tagalavoa, but mm-hmm. this guy's he's putting up some solid numbers at Missouri, one of the top offenses in the country. He's been a starter, I believe, since his freshman year. So yeah. this, this guy has some tread on. I say tread like it's a bad thing. He has some experience. He's yeah, been he's right. been playing the game for a while. He's, it's a very good defensive league, and you don't see many quarterbacks put up the numbers that he's doing in the SEC. Right. So uh, I like that. Not trying to pump up the SEC hype or anything like that. It's yeah, just, but it's good defense. Yeah, he's playing. Good we're defense. Not, you know, right. we're not making that up. Right. Right. It's good defense is there. He has the measurable six four two twenty five. I mean, that's your that's your guy. If you can if you can create a guy in the in the, in the lab. Yeah, it's probably a little bit taller, maybe, but six five, six sure. five. Yeah, but this is this is these are the measurables you're looking at. Yeah, and he's he can he can he's a little bit of, he's mobile too. Yeah, he's, and he's a gamer. Well. I mean, yeah. look, Missouri's not known for winning championships. Yep. I mean, it's not like he's you know, but he but he's a gamer. He, he every time you watch a Missouri game, his teams are in it. You know, it's not his fault they're losing, kind of thing. The guy, he kind of reminds me of like um, he reminds me of like an NFL version of not. I'm not saying he's as talented as, but like Andrew Luck, you know, he's always getting, he's always taking a beating, mm-hmm. you know, he's always trying to, you know, make the extra play, go the extra mile to keep his team in the game. Yep. S- similar to Drew Luck. I'm yeah. not saying Luck is the next Luck, but yeah. I'm just saying similar play styles. And he had, he had a uh, Missouri beating Kentucky 
really late into that game. It's a yeah. really good Kentucky defense. Yeah. And they don't get the respect they deserve. That's a really good defense. Lost it on the last second. Yeah. This guy's uh, he's pretty solid. I like Drew Locke. I think, now, obviously, situations where they're drafted and oh, talent yeah, around, all this is going to come into play. But these are three guys we like. Uh, the next guy, you and I have watched him a little bit, Jake Browning, Washington yep. quarterback. 6'2", 210, a little bit lighter than some of these other guys. Um, I think he's a senior. Yeah, he played against Alabama in that playoff game. Right, right. Um, I, I don't know. I don't get to watch a lot of West Coast games. Uh, I know you're a little more of a Pac-12 fan mm-hmm. than I, but what do you think of Jake Browning? I mean, obviously, I think the potential may be there. He's, he's, he's a system guy, man. Yeah, and I, so? I don't I don't mean that to be disrespectful. It's just... It's kind of odd. A comparison that I that I, I draw is Jake Locker. Yeah. Coincidentally, he played at Washington, right? And he's, yeah, as we know, he didn't really do much in the NFL. Yeah, didn't I think even. Titans. I think he played for the Titans. Yeah. Jake Browning, I know it's. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of. Him, okay. To be honest with you, I think he's just. I yeah. think he's, I think he's a guy that's going to be drafted relatively high, top two or three rounds, probably a day two guy. I don't see him doing much in the league, to yeah. be honest. Depending on how he tests, I think he could be a back end of the first type quarterback. Yeah. But uh, I'm kind of with you. I don't know if his arm strength is there. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't know. Herbert may be the only guy that has the like legitimate arm strength. There are some other quarterbacks in this class that have cannons. Stidham is one of yeah, them. Stidham, yeah, Stidham. We like all of his measurables. Yeah. Uh, that McSurley kid is like Johnny, Man- yeah. like Johnny Manziel light. Yeah. But the problem is those guys aren't producing. They're not putting up numbers. Yeah. They're not quite you know putting it all together. Uh, these are the top four in our eyes. Jake Browning, yeah. I'm kind of with you. Uh, it's the uh, what's the what's the coach's name from Boise State? That Chris Peterson. To, Chris Peterson. Yeah. It's the Chris Peterson system. You know, at Boise State, he was pumping out a bunch of NFL backups. You know, the left-handed kid they had at one point. Yeah. So I think that that's probably the you know Jake Browning career path I see him going on. Yeah. No, you know, it's no offense to him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but you know, he may prove strong. Another guy, Will Greer, kind of want to put a spotlight on out I of West Virginia. Put him on here, yeah. He, he's now he's the only three like. Would you say that's McSurley, Stidham, Greer, kind of in that same category? You know, that kind of mobile guys, mm-hmm. cannons of an arm, playmakers, but they make bad decisions. That you know, they're not mm-hmm. quite. They, they don't look the NFL quarterback part. They just they're kind of raw. Yeah, but did did uh, Johnny Manziel look the NFL part? He was drafted high. Did yeah. uh, Baker Mayfield look the quarterback part? I mean, true. Everybody's uh. Well, he was a little more polished though. Yeah, it's a little bit of a the changing of the guard though. It's yeah. in, in regards to the quarterback position, they're going a little bit more mobile. Got one of the guys that can run that RPO, man. Yeah. It's the next true. wave. It's the next Wildcat. I remember back in 2008, Wildcat, Wildcat, Wildcat. Everybody was talking about that. Shoot. 2003 with Ronnie Brown and yeah. Cadillac Williams. That, that wasn't 03. That was, that, was, that was around 2008. Uh, that was when they were with Auburn. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That was around 08. I think, uh, Phil, uh, I want to say Philbin or something like with the Miami uh, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. 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 They are running that Wildcat. I remember that. That was fun stuff, fun times. Intriguing, revolutionary. Now no, it's, not really. <laughs> now it's RPOs. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Will Greer's a name to keep your eye on. Stidham, I'm, I don't see it. I mean, every time we've seen him play at Auburn, he's like Jekyll and Hyde. You know, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he's just, he, doesn't, he doesn't perform. Uh, it may not be him. It may just be Auburn's yeah. coaching staff. That also sucks. Yep. Um, and then what was the other kid? I mean, McSurley. McSorley, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with, uh, with Penn, Penn State. State. Yeah. Look. He's fun to watch. He, like I said, he's a poor man's Johnny Manziel. He, you know, he can make plays get out of the pocket. I just don't see it with him. But you never know. I mean, he could surprise you. Could test better. Could you know? And if these guys are drafted in the right situations, could be worth a mm-hmm. look. Um, all right. So there's a sneak peek at your QB class of 2019. Again, we're going to dig deep, uh, a lot deeper into all these positions as we get into yeah. the off season yeah. and NFL draft season. Yeah, we might be running a kind of a. a a value check episode in a couple weeks, maybe a yeah. maybe a big board, maybe our top ten quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, etc. That's a good idea. Maybe like a, a first round yeah. mock up, something like that, to give an idea uh, to the listeners where you should be stacking these guys. Yep. Like in other words, Justin Herbert may be the number one quarterback in this class. Yep. I don't know if he's going to be a number one, a first round pick yeah. in our dynasty rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because he's the top quarterback this year, I don't think he's going to be a first rounder. I think he's going to be, you know, early second mm-hmm. type guy. So just to give you an idea, we're going to do, probably touch on the tight ends next week. We can do a big board or a mock first round, tight something end, like that. Man, that's Ooh. that'll be interesting. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of uh, maybe a little early for that. I, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll touch up on it, but I think those guys that you, we're gonna they're gonna start developing more towards the combine. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because a lot of times in college college. You know, teams aren't using tight ends. They're not using properly, them properly, right? Right. They're not using them properly. They're not using them as pass catchers. So it's yeah. hard to project them. But we'll at least take a look at them. Yep. You know, take a peek under the hood, so to yeah. speak. Um, all right, that's the quarterback class. Let's see what do we have next. Ooh, week nine on week the horizon. Week nine is here, baby. All right. So to avoid being called homers because we are in Louisiana, 
Let's let's not start with the Rams at Saints game. Let's start with the, another game of the week. Okay. What do you think about Chargers at Seahawks? What do I think about it? Yeah. It's a scoring fest. Yeah. It's going to be some points on the board, baby. Yeah, I think so too. Seahawks defense is still junk. You know, Russell Wilson only threw it 17 times last week. And he put up like, what, 30 points yeah, in yeah. a six point efficient. passing? He, he scored oh, like man. four touchdowns. Well, because they're using running, but they're using the running game. They're going back old school. They're running the ball, trying to protect their defense, protect Wilson. But I still think uh, this game will have a lot of points. That Seattle defense won't be able to stop Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. Um, if Melvin Gordon's healthy, you're rolling him right back out there, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you're not he's, not worried about the injuries. He's the, he's the absolute target running back, like the vi- or volume running back. The guy that we always proclaim is never going to get it done. He's mm-hmm. he's eventually going to fall off. The dude doesn't go away, man. Yeah, he really doesn't go away. I know he's not efficient, but he is a top ten running back year yep. after year. Um, I think you fire up Rivers, Gordon, Eckler is in play here. I think uh, Keenan Allen, he's got to have a bounce back week eventually, right? That's, that's, yeah, I no absolutely. Everybody had high hopes for him going into the season. Yeah. And there's another guy we had high hopes for going on going into the season. Your guy, Dougie Baldwin. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, on the Seahawks what, side. What are you doing this week? You said you were going to do it. What are you? Uh, who are you firing up? I'm benching Doug Baldwin, and I'm playing Tyler Lockett. There you go. Look, okay, at some point I got I to gotta quit, you know, get off the, the train here and, and look at the numbers. Tyler Lockett has outperformed Doug Baldwin in every single game of the year. That this, they played. That, yeah. that they both played, yeah. right. Well, and hell, all of them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'll count Baldwin not being in there as a win for Lockett. I mean, Mm -hmm. Lockett has produced consistently. He's not scored more than 20, but he hasn't scored less than 10. I mean, he's 10 to 20 points every week. So I'm starting Lockett. I'm benching Baldwin. You heard it here first, people. Start Baldwin because Ethan Paul started Lockett. (laughs) There you go. All right, Rams at Saints. Uh, we, we talked about Cooper Cup. we got to watch his, his injury progress. I still think you fired Josh Reynolds up if, he's, if, if Cup doesn't play against that Saints secondary. Uh, Cooks, revenge game, fire him up. Um, Robert Woods, fire him up. Gurley, fire him up. Golf, fire, everyone on the Rams, fire him up. Nick's the tight ends. Yeah, not the tight ends, right? Now, the Saints are a little more a little, little trickier. Um, Kamara and Ingram, obviously, you got to start them. I know Kamara hasn't, hasn't been great. You know, he had a great, good game last, last mm-hmm. week, but since Ingram's been back, he's kind of been Two weeks a little prior. slower. Right. Yeah. Um, start them both. M- Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, you're probably starting both of those guys. What about, like, Traquan Cameron Smith. Meredith, Traquan Smith? Are we starting to flirt with some of these other guys? I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint who to target in that offense behind Michael Thomas and the two running backs. you, you got to wonder, is Peters going to shadow Thomas this week? Probably. If that's the case, then Traquan Smith's got to be open. Yeah. It's got to be. It's, yeah, I think Tlaib's still out, so... Traquan Smith for the win? Probably. I mean, he's probably one of those guys that are going to have a – I don't want to say sneaky because I think it's a it's a consensus, but yeah. he's going to be one of those guys that's going to have a sneaky good week. By the way, did you see the game, the play in that game where uh, where that Wildcat quarterback uh, – oh, shoot, I'm blanking on his name. The, 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 the white quarterback behind Breeze that they put in for like eight plays in the game. Taysom uh, Hill? Taysom Hill. Yeah. Taysom Hill took the snap. Mm-hmm. Drew Breeze was out wide to the left, and Teddy Bridgewater was out wide to the right. That's getting cute, man. Everybody I mean, likes to bag on, on, on Shaw Payton for being cute. That's being cute. That's, he had three, all three of his much. quarterbacks, all three of his active quarterbacks on his roster for Sunday's game. Triple were reverse on the, pass. On the field. For, yeah. Well, <laughs> I know what he's doing. He's putting it on tape. Yeah. He's putting it on tape. Look, Taysom Hill was in there for the first seven weeks and never threw a pass. And then what do they do the first time he comes in this game? 40-yard pass. Throws a 44-yard bomb. So they're going to put this on tape, and then every defensive coordinator has got to look at it. And next time they run that formation, they're going to be like, oh, they're just decoys. And then they're going to run some crazy shit, and you know somebody's going to throw a pass to somebody. Anyway, I just thought I'd point that out. Um, Packers at Patriots on Sunday night. Oof. Another good game, dude. We have some good games. The Rams and Saints have the 3 o'clock window, and then the Packers and Patriots have the 7 o'clock window. So afternoon going into Sunday night, two great games in my opinion. Um, start everybody on these two teams, right? Absolutely. Another shootout. Absolutely. Aaron Jones, fire him up. Yep, I agree. Devontae Adams is going to be a safe bet. It's going to be a good week. It's a what good. about what about? Let me ask you this: Geronimo Allison, Mart, uh, Valdez Scantling. You know, are we are we starting to see Valdez Scantling maybe establish more of, of a role here? Yeah, I think he's he's making a making a case for himself. Yeah, and Randall Cobb's going to be back. Yeah, he, he played, played last, played last week, week yeah. but he's yeah. probably fully healthy this week going into this week. It's going to be a outside of Devontae Adams. I don't think you can start any of them with confidence, but you gotta if you get some shares in one of those guys, you gotta. Yeah, it's worth the dice yeah. roll. Plus, with all the bye weeks. You know, yeah, I think there's six teams on a bye this week. Right, right. So, so you can start hurting somewhere. Yeah, probably start one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Hope for the best. I think it's gonna be a shootout. Uh, Patriots and Packers, and then Saints and Rams. Which one has the higher total? Which one of those two games has the higher total in mm-hmm. your in your eyes? 
Uh, I'm going to go Saints, th- Saints Rams. Yeah, because they're in a dome. They're at yeah. New Orleans for that one. I think that's probably be the highest scoring game of the week. Yeah. But that Packers Patriots, I mean, that's probably going to be a high scoring game too. Now we're talking about those games. My favorite game of the week. Yeah. It's always it's always an offensive showcase. Yeah. Ooh, hit me. Steelers at the Ravens, baby. Oh. Gross. Ugh. Gross. No, this is a game I like because you and I are like a little old school. Old, old school. Yeah, yeah, right. They always hit hard. It's a tough, tough fought, you yep. know, divisional game. Yep. Back in the days when Ray Lewis and Troy Palomalu yeah. were on those defenses. Uh when you know, that's when we grew up watching football. So yep. um believe it or not, the Ravens have been pretty leaky on defense. The Saints torched them. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton torched them mm-hmm. last week. Uh, I think Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, James Conner, you can fire them all up. Maybe not the tight ends, but, you know, uh, Big Ben maybe even a good play. I know it's on the, on the road, but they haven't slowed down. Ravens, on the other hand, man, we talked about it. Flacco might have a, a decent game. It's hard to project the running backs. You know, it's hard to project the pass catchers. I don't know if – if I don't have to, I'm probably trying to avoid Ravens skill players this week. John Brown's the only guy I start with confidence. You think here. so? Yeah. John Brown's the only one. Yeah. Yep. I see that. Maybe Crabtree because of bye weeks if you need him. Mm, but, yeah, man, the, the, and those tight ends, you don't know who the hell's going to get the ball. So, Mark Andrews had a couple big plays last week, though. Uh, he's coming along it's nice. encouraging, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, there's your uh, best games of week nine. By the way, we started this show and went the whole show, and we did not talk about the Browns once. You want to just touch on Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley? Getting fired finally. What a clown show! Ugh, it's horrible. What a clown show! I think uh, is it Greg Williams is the yeah the, the interim head coach now. Yeah, my it, goodness, dude. And I don't know if you listened to it. Jim Rome, uh, the Jim Rome show today had a thing on Greg Williams. He's like, this is the same Greg Williams who told his players to kill the head yeah. and the body will die. And then he plays the <laughs> clip, kill the head, the body will die. Like he, like about thirty times, he played clips of Greg Williams talking about taking out the head, yeah. jumping on the head in the pile, taking out the head, killing the head. In the today's world of concussions, the NFL is probably shitting its pants knowing that this guy mm-hmm. is a head coach in the NFL now, uh, telling players to to kill the head. So, should be fun. Typical Browns stuff, you know, another day in the week in the Browns life. Can we can we have a, a one game for our list of worst games of the week? Yeah, we should. We should do that. Thursday night football. Oof. It's gonna be your 49ers versus your New York football giants. Oof. And don't worry, Kyle Oletta's not gonna be playing in this game. Yeah. Because he tried to hit a cop with his car. <laughs> he shouldn't be playing. <laughs> he shouldn't be playing. And there was some asshole that tweeted us a couple weeks ago about Loletta. We'll have to go back. You know what? Check out our news feed, people at Flexibil Show. Some guy e- tweeted at us about mm-hmm. Loletta being the next big thing. I can't remember not, his name, but doesn't matter. Yeah. Go check him out on Twitter. We'll, we'll blast him. He deserves yeah, it. We'll blast him. Um I, I saw a meme today on uh, on the internet. It was Peyton Manning and Eli Manning oh, dressed up as cops. <laughs> and it said these guys were the arresting officers. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be a gross game. I don't think I'll watch that one. I may uh I may just eat Halloween candy with my kids. I'll uh, watch it, man. You know why? Why? George Kittle. Uh, I do have Barkley in that game. There I guess go. I'll have to watch. There you go. Uh happy Halloween to all the listeners. Jacob, any uh trick or treating for you? Uh, yeah, we're going to be passing out some candy. Obviously, go. I don't have children myself, uh-huh. unlike yourself. Obviously, because uh, every listener knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. So uh, Yeah, are you dressing up? No. No. I didn't dress up as a kid, man. I think I'm going to dress up as Nick Saban. Why not? All right, man. You know, just that reverse karma, yeah. you know, like yeah. reverse psychology I'll effect. S- there you go. I'll s- game. spin your drink. You were pumped up for the A little casual talk. Pump up, pumped up for the game this weekend. Oh, big yeah. Big showcasing. Big showdown in Death Valley. Yeah, man. Whiting it out. One Banners three. flying. Night game in Death Valley. Yep. Should be fun. Let's do it. We're going to be live. Alabama hasn't played a team like LSU, so it could be tighter than people are thinking. They're not going to come in there and drop 58 no, after not. three quarters. So. Should be fun. All you Alabama fans, around the bowl, Suck down the it. hole, roll, tide, roll. That's, that's all it. I got to say. Go Tigers. All right, people. Uh, that's it. Jacob, thanks for jumping on. This was a fun show. As usual, uh, we will back ne- be back next week. Um, that's it. We got anything else to add, Jacob? No, thanks I for think coming. that about covers it. We got our, uh, I got my George Kittle throw in there. Yeah, you got so. everything in there. We got Kittle. We got the Browns, yeah. Killing the Head, LSU games, trick-or-treating. By the way, last week we said – Go vote for fantasy football. It's next week. Next week is election yeah. week, people. So yeah. next Tuesday, Whoops. go vote. Uh, make sure you vote yes to legalize daily fantasy sports if it is on the ballot. It's going it to be November 6th, by the way. Yes. Don't tell them when you're listening to the show. Don't go out and vote if you're listening to this show a month from, month <laughs> right. from now. Right. A month <laughs> from now, if you're, if you're listening to this, on, uh, if you're catching up on demand here and you're like, oh, wow, it's election next Tuesday. November 6th. Yep. Vote yes for fantasy Do sports. It. Anything involving fantasy sports or betting on sports 
vote yes because it's 2018 and it's time to do it yep all right folks that's going to do it for us we'll be back next week thank you jacob tyler for coming on i am ethan paul your host you have been listening to flex appeal dynasty fantasy football Mm -hmm.